Welcome to the Human Resources for Small Business podcast, presented by Zenium HR. I'm your host, Brandon Laws. Whether you're an HR professional or a small business leader, each episode of this podcast is designed to bring you the latest in technical HR and leadership at your convenience. More content is available on our website at www.zeniumhr.com. Let's dive into today's topic. Lazy Partipello, good to have you back. Happy to be here. So you're about to go on leave here pretty soon. Yeah, about so. two, three weeks uh, to go. So this is probably the last what's up in the workplace for a couple months. Yeah, for about 12 <laughs> weeks. I'll be back in February. Oh, okay. So for listeners, go back, just go back and listen to Lacey's episodes. You're going to miss her for the next three, three months so or so. can reminisce while I'm gone, but yeah. I'll be back and we'll, we'll get caught up. Okay. So for today's episode of what's up in the workplace, I think this is our seventh episode. We're going to talk about something that's very relevant and timely right now politics in the workplace yeah. uh, midterm elections are, are happening right now clients of yours or are, are they saying much i mean i'm hearing stuff in the news about uh you know just it's bleeding over in the workplace again like it, it like it was back at the presidential election what are you hearing yeah what i'm hearing from the employees at some of the clients that i work with is just that um it's these conversations are occurring and some people are okay with it and there are other folks who there's a rub. And so I think um, it's timely for us to talk about this and what employers should be doing about it. So there's probably a lot they can do about it. Problem is there's all these little micro conversations that people are having, whether it's an employee and a manager, or they see people posting on social media about their political beliefs and their huge, their stances. Mm -hmm. And people get really like, Heated. There's a heat. Yeah, there's like yeah. A, this weird reaction that a lot of people have if they're on the opposite ends of the spectrum. Right. I, I, I remember I, I tried really tried to tune out of social media for the longest time because of how bad it got. I see it starting to pop up again. Is this mm -hmm. like the social media aspect of this, the political stuff? Is it becoming an issue in the workplace? I think that's part of it. Yeah. I mean, everybody is so connected. So you're friends with your coworkers. A lot of people are friends with their supervisor. Yeah. Some organizations, even, you know, depending on what type of company it is, they align themselves with certain measures and, and initiatives and candidates even, especially, you know, nonprofits or mission driven organizations. So I have some clients like that. So there's this this balance of, you know, how do we continue to be friends in the workplace and have healthy dialogue about things that are relevant and going on, but also not let it interfere with work yeah. productivity. So when you say healthy dialogue, you mean people who have differing beliefs. Right. Yeah. Right. Or even similar beliefs. I think we we make a lot of assumptions about Absolutely. Um, people's beliefs on, you know, certain, you know, parts of politics and, mm -hmm. and policy and... I think that can get folks into trouble um, mm -hmm. because you might think somebody is aligned with you and you might work in a really progressive organization mm -hmm. that tends to make decisions that somebody maybe would say are more liberal or even or on the other side, yeah, conservative. Yeah. And then you're in this conversation and you don't realize that maybe the thread that you're pulling 
there is a, um, is a rub yeah, yeah absolutely. for that person. What's interesting to me and the way I've always kind of looked at this whole politics issue, uh, because I, I at one point got so wrapped up into it. I'm like, what was the point? And uh, I, th- I feel like most people, I'm just making a general statement, I feel like most people want the same thing. You know, mm-hmm. they want prosperity for all. They want equal rights. They want like all these things in the end. We just, the, the, the varying politics have different ideas about how to get there. And that's the part we right. can, most people can't agree on, but it, 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 it triggers. It's yeah. crazy. People feel very strongly about yeah. this stuff. And, um, while, you know, your political beliefs are not necessarily protected under any, mm-hmm. you know, state or federal laws, employment yeah. laws. Um, they're very closely tied to things like national origin, race, religion. And so when we start talking about that kind of stuff at work or employees think that their supervisor has a certain feeling about something and then a decision is made in the business and an employee is going to make the connection between something that maybe isn't even really there. I mean, I think that's a risk that employers take when we're allowing people to have the conversations. Absolutely. But even, even more than just you know, the anti-harassment policies in workplaces. I think the companies that I'm working with right now are really focused on creating an environment that's safe, comfortable, inclusive for all people. And so when you're doing that and you allow these conversations to happen, I think you run the risk of people feeling excluded and like they don't fit in. And that's not certainly not what most organizations want. Well, especially when we preach diversity, right? And that means not diversity the way we look necessarily it could be diversity of ideas too. yeah of thought i wanted to bring up this stat so i, I found this article actually it came out today which is october 24th it's entitled how to navigate politics in the workplace ahead of the midterm elections this is written by rachel montanez it is a forbes article so there's a stat in here i want to pull from this article it said and you like I hope you're sitting down for this listeners. Sixty-seven <laughs> percent of millennials say they quit their jobs over political differences with their bosses. It doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise you? Like no. that seems crazy to no. me that somebody would quit their job over differing beliefs. I think insane. We we everybody's preaching diversity. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense to me. I think in terms of, of that, maybe not, but in terms of human nature and wanting to fit in and be I, I get that. similar i think that's probably where that that's that like also not healthy from. either though like because then group think can happen and everybody thinks the yeah. same way like it i think it's important that we talk like we feel comfortable to to have a different opinion whether it's about something business related or mm-hmm. like politics you know you have more of a probably a take on if that belongs in the workplace or not i don't think it should be but we should be able to like have a conversation even if we think of the world differently we should be able to just be able to talk in a non-heated argumentative yes. way and come to a resolution or come to an understanding of each other right. wh- why we think the way we think and yeah. if you close yourself off and just say well i would quit my job because my manager feels differently i think that's really short-sighted i think it is too i i think that that employees want to feel heard and there could be something just about that power dynamic between it being the, the manager that that's has the different actually that's a good way to look at different it yeah, view. I, get that. Um, I also think that you know when when people are are educated and trained on having these conversations in a healthy way that doesn't create animosity and tension it works what we see though is that that is not the case even in the most you know professional settings where you know you've got folks that are trained on 
how to have tough conversations even. They're engaging in behavior that, you know, is unprofessional and not inclusive and makes people feel bad. Um, And so I think because employers oftentimes don't have the resources to provide that kind of training to employees or they're maybe not making that, making the effort to do that, you run the risk when you're allowing them to to have those conversations because it's they're they're not mediated they're not they they can go sideways quickly can i offer a few book ideas for these people who can't have conversations yes. how to win friends and influence people <laughs> difficult con- is that difficult conversations fierce conversations yes. how to say anything to anyone yeah. like those are books that just come out in my head about how to have like tough conversations with people or how to like see somebody else's point of view and ask the right questions i think it is hard i, mean, I think a lot of issues that we see in the workplace come down to these how do we have a one-to-one conversation mm-hmm. have an understanding and maybe empath- empathetic point of view because otherwise things do go sideways because sometimes we can't be adults right right and i think you know just to make the point too that right now we're talking about leading up until you know the actual election yeah. when decisions are made but as we saw you know two years ago the post-election time so in bad. in workplaces was so traumatic truly for for some people and and so you know Mm -hmm. invigorating for others i've never i haven't heard that one i I think i think that it was i think that people got really you know like like business leaders probably thought yeah yeah yeah, there's people people who benefited from some of the the policy changes that they thought would be coming or have since come yeah they were excited hopeful right so and you see that with every election whether it's the presidential one or the midterms but i think employers need to be sensitive and this expectation that, you know, we used to hear you leave your stuff at the door and don't bring it into work. I think being prepared that people may have these emotional reactions to whatever happens with this election, even this this midterm one, that it could influence the workplace. And yeah, I absolutely think it will. Like I'm, I'm reading this book right now, uh, bring your human to work where it's, it, it just, it really sheds light on the fact that we're all human beings and we need to make the workplace, if we want to make it a great place, make it a little bit more human. It's hard to like leave this stuff at the door. Like It's impossible. You, everybody has baggage in one way or another. And some people, like if, if a certain policy didn't go through or a certain elected official was elected and you didn't see the world the way they do, I get it why somebody be emotional about mm-hmm. that. And it's hard to leave that at the door. So what can employers really do to you know, make sure that they have the support that they need and create that safe space that you're talking about. Yeah. I think the the first thing is to recognize that there could be an impact. So to pay attention to it, have supervisors trained to be empathetic and, and understanding, listen to employees, ask employees how they're doing, not necessarily just about this election, but just in general, it's a good idea to check in with your people and see how they're doing. Regular one-on-ones I think is great. And sometimes even having a conversation, which I've actually had with two different clients in the last two weeks during team meetings have actually been asked to present on this topic um, and how employees, really? yep, how employees can be more mindful of how they're showing up at work. Yeah, that's great. To be understanding of one another, not make assumptions about what people's beliefs might be based on other conversations mm-hmm. you've had, and to just give grace and and be kind yeah, right now because I, I it, it could be a tough period for for certain folks. Yeah, there was one thing that in this article that I mentioned earlier that I thought was fascinating and it stuck out to me as like what you can do as an individual is it said like do your research, meaning like talk to third party people outside of your organization or a coach and make sure like you've defined your values, like mm-hmm. your value system and make sure that 
whatever the company's values are and the people within it aligns well with your value. I think that, that would be a really good place to start, if, especially if you felt like the, the political thing would be a really big issue for you. Mm-hmm. If you're going to be emotional every single day and like not see the way or like judge these people, judge a bunch of people because of the way they believe... If, if your values don't align, then like get out. Yeah. I think it, that's what it comes down to fundamentally. It's about values and not necessarily about being on the right or the left or the middle 100%. or something else. Yeah. That's a good way to put um, it. But there, there have been people who have left organizations because they felt that like, like I said, that they didn't fit in or that their values weren't aligned. And I think those are tough decisions that people have to make. So trying to do your research on the front end during the the hiring process, if you're looking for work is important. So what other recommendations would you have for employers to sort of like you know support people with with this but you know not obviously bring politics into the workplace but how do they how do they support people and make sure that like it's a non-issue i think by reiterating what the organization's values are is yeah, important making sure that people have a place to to go and someone to talk to if they have a concern and that people know what that reporting structure looks like um, in terms of reporting workplace concerns and just being aware that this is an emotional time for, for a lot of people and to give space for that. I think those are the best things that you can do right now. Good. In terms of like clients and people that have been talking to you about it, they've obviously brought it up. What have you done personally to support your clients with issues like these? Some of the things that I just talked about. Yeah. So really reminding people of what our expectations are around professional communication, what's okay, mm-hmm. what's not okay. If you hear something that's not okay, who do I who do I report that to? And just reminding people not to make assumptions. I think that's for me and yeah. and for a lot of the companies I'm working with, that's just so important because when we do that, I think we miss out on connection with people. So don't assume someone thinks a certain way. Have have a conversation if you can do that thoughtfully and and in a safe environment. I think that's great. What about social media use with employees? So let, let's say there's a couple really active people which is i think great like to have an opinion and be able to have a platform to do that uh but let's say it's becoming disruptive for people who think differently in the organization they see that that behavior what can an employer do if anything and you know if it if it becomes a disruption where it's on their personal time on their own social media account Mm -hmm. but it may go against what other people are believing what what do you do there if it's not in violation of a policy. So it's not a statement of harassment or discrimination. It's not unlawful behavior. Employers are pretty limited. But I think being able to remind employees of what professional conduct looks like, and that includes social media behavior outside of work. If you choose to be friends with people that you work with on social media or allow those folks to follow you, and you're going to post that kind of stuff, Yep. Helping those people understand it could impact your interpersonal relationships with your coworkers. 100% agree. The other thing I would say about that, because you, you hit on a good point there, is uh, coming from a marketing guy, it's your personal brand too. And that will follow you. Like you'll have people that might resonate with your ideas and your opinions, and that's that's great. But you could also ne- like totally neglect the, the other audience where they may just form a short-sighted or surfacey view of you based on what you're saying and uh, so just be cognizant of that is what all i'd say yep yeah well good stuff anything else on this topic i mean this is uh it's gonna be going on for the next month or so i I imagine so i think it'd be interesting to hear from some of the listeners i I guess if any of you are experiencing this and maybe things that you're implementing right now to get prepared for the this midterm election yeah and if you have horror stories as well we want to hear those too so reach out to me on linkedin 
um, or Instagram, direct message me there. Lacey's on, on LinkedIn. And you can, of course, email us. Uh, I'll put both of our email addresses in the show notes. Thanks for tuning in to today's What's Up in the Workplace episode. Lacey, we're going to miss you for the next few I months. I know. I know. It'll be something to look forward to, though, in February. Yeah. Okay, listeners, I got to I gotta ask for you. Go to Apple Podcasts if that's where you listen. Give us a review and let Lacey know how much you'll miss her and yes. how much you enjoyed her being on What's Up in the Workplace for all these episodes. I'm going to miss you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Best of luck. See you. Thanks for listening to the Human Resources for Small Business podcast. Subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, be sure to check out our blog at www.zeniumhr.com forward slash blog and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn to hear about the latest in HR and leadership. The information on today's episode is for educational purposes only and should not be taken as legal or customized advice for you or your organization. This podcast is hosted and fully produced by Brandon Laws, that's me, and created and owned by Zenium Resources, Inc. For more information or to contact us, visit www.zeniumhr.com.